0: Welcome to PsalmsCast. I am Denise, and today is the 22nd day of December. It's good to be here today as we pause for just a moment to seek the Lord and to receive nourishment and comfort from these chapters. Be sure to be generous with your affections. A kind smile or gentle answer goes a long way when others are struggling. Yes, this is a season of merrymaking and gathering. Yet remember that the best present you can ever give to those you love does not come wrapped up in a box with a pretty paper and a big bow. It comes from your presence, your kind words, gentle touch, the joy when your eyes meet, the smile that radiates across your face. That is what matters. The journey through our five chapters today takes us into Psalm 22, Psalm 52, Psalm 82, Psalm 112 and Psalm 142, we're reading from the Amplified Bible. In the Going Deeper Into the Word of God section of the podcast, it's at the very, very end. Today we continue our exploration of the book of Revelation. I do encourage you to consider checking it out. We are in the 15th chapter. But before we head out, let's just pause And ask the Lord to be our guide. Gracious Father, Abba, Daddy God, we come humbly into your presence. We thank you that you have made it possible that we can be here. We do desire to draw near to you. Life is just a desperate mess sometimes. And we need your comfort. We desperately need you to show us which direction to walk and how we are to walk in wisdom. We are so grateful that you are present in our journey and that you are right there you are listening to us and you are providing a way even when there does not seem to be a way. As we journey into your living word right now, spark joy inside of us, surround us, encompass us with your peace a peace that surpasses our what we're going through. We open our hearts and we open our minds to you. Our desire is that your Holy Spirit is at work within us, transforming us from the inside out. So we ask that you lead, that you guide, and that you illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 22 A cry of anguish and a song of praise a Psalm of David. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? O oh my God, I call out by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest nor quiet. But you are holy, O oh, you who are enthroned in the holy place where the praises of Israel are offered. In you our fathers trusted, leaned on, relied on, and were confident. They trusted, and you rescued them. They cried out to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not disappointed or ashamed. But I am treated as a worm, insignificant and powerless, and not a man. I am the scorn of men and despised by the people. All who see me laugh at me and mock me, They insultingly opened their lips. They shake their heads, saying, He trusted and committed himself to the Lord. Let him save him. Let him rescue him, because he delights in him. Yet you are he who pulled me out of the womb. You made me trust when on my mother's breast. I was cast upon you from birth. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near. And there is no one to help. Many enemies like bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They open wide their mouths against me, like a raving and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted by anguish within me. My strength is dried up like a fragment of clay pottery. And my dry tongue clings to my jaws And you have laid me in the dust of death For a pack of dogs have surrounded me A gang of evildoers has encircled me They pierced my hands and my feet I can count all my bones They look, they stare at me They divide my clothing among them And cast lots for my garment But you, O Lord, do not be far from me O you, my help, come quickly to my assistance. Rescue my life from the sword, my only life from the paw of the dog, the executioner. Save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of the wild oxen, you answer me. I will tell of your name to my countrymen. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord with awe-inspired reverence, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Fear him with submissive wonder, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised nor detested the suffering of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him for help, he listened. My praise will be of you in the great assembly. I will pay my vows made in the time of trouble before those who reverently fear him. The afflicted will eat and be satisfied. Those who diligently seek Him and require Him as their greatest need will praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down and worship before you. For the kingship and the kingdom are the Lord's, and He rules over the nations." All the prosperous of the world will eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust, the dead will bow before him, even he who cannot keep his soul alive. Posterity will serve him. They will tell of the Lord to the next generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people yet to be born, that he has done it, and that it is finished. Psalm 52 Futility of Boastful Wickedness A psalm of David When Dog the Edomite came and told Saul, David has come to the house of Ahimelech. Why do you boast of evil, O mighty man? The loving kindness of God endures all day long. Your tongue devises destruction, like a sharp razor working deceitfully. You love evil more than good, and falsehood more than speaking what is right. You love all words that devour, O deceitful tongue. But God will break you down forever. He will take you away and tear you away from your tent and uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see it and fear and will scoffingly laugh, saying, Look, this is the man who would not make God his strength, his stronghold and fortress, but trusted in the abundance of his riches, taking refuge in his wealth. But as for me, I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust confidently in the loving kindness of God forever and ever. I will thank you forever, because you have done it. You have rescued me and kept me safe. I will wait on your name, for it is good in the presence of your godly ones. Psalm 82 Unjust judgments rebuked God stands in the divine assembly. He judges among the gods, divine beings. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Vindicate the weak and fatherless. Do justice and maintain the rights of the afflicted and destitute. Rescue the weak and needy. Rescue them from the hand of the wicked. The rulers do not know, nor do they understand. They walk on in the darkness of complacent satisfaction. All the foundations of the earth, the fundamental principles of the administration of justice are shaken. I said, you are gods. Indeed, all of you are sons of the Most High. Nevertheless, you will die like men and fall like any one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for in you belong all the nations. Psalm 112 Prosperity of the One Who Fears the Lord Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who fears the Lord with awe-inspired reverence and worships Him in obedience who delights greatly in His commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in His house, and His righteousness endures forever. Light arises in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious and compassionate and righteous, upright and right-standing with God. It is well with the man who is gracious and lends, He conducts his affairs with justice. He will never be shaken. The righteous will be remembered forever. He will not fear bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting, confidently relying on and believing in the Lord. His heart is upheld. He will not fear while he looks with satisfaction on his adversaries. He has given freely to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted in honor. The wicked will see it and be angered. He will gnash his teeth and melt away in despair and death. The desire of the wicked will perish and come to nothing. And the final psalm for today is Psalm 142. Prayer for help in trouble. A skillful song, a reflective poem of David when he was in the cave. A prayer. I cry aloud with my voice to the Lord. I make supplication with my voice to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before Him. I declare my trouble before Him. When my spirit was overwhelmed and weak within me, wrapped in darkness, you knew my path. In the way where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right, the point of attack and see, for there is no one who has regard for me to act in my favor. Escape has failed me, and I have nowhere to run. No one cares about my life. I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, You are my refuge, my portion and the land of the living. Give attention to my cry, for I am brought very low. Rescue me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, adversity, so that I may give thanks and praise your name. The righteous will surround me in triumph, for you will look after me. So we are to the halfway point of this week. And here in Psalm 22, it mirrors what took place on the day that Jesus went to the cross. Jesus was an innocent man. Yet he willingly gave his life. He allowed himself to be whipped, to be beaten, mocked, spat on, and jeered at. Those who had sung Hosanna in the highest and laid their cloaks down for his donkey to walk on as he entered Jerusalem were the same ones who were yelling, that day, crucify him. The mob mentality was very much alive and well in that day and age as it is here As we enter 2022, yes, there is much to be said about fools in the book of Proverbs and why we should be very careful about whom we hang out with. Friends, the price that Jesus paid on the cross humbles me greatly. I am very well aware of the sins that I have allowed myself to get caught up in. Some were intentional because I want it to be cool and to be accepted. Some were acts that were done to me. But when one reads through the Bible, those sins, they're gut-wrenching. And knowing that the penalty for the sin was death means that Jesus' blood saves me. I will be forever grateful that Jesus unlocked the prison of shame, regret, and helplessness that I was held captive in. That is why I do this daily, to come to be real to be as transparent as I know how to be to whomever the Spirit directs to this podcast. I am not anyone special. I'm just one that was redeemed, rescued from a dark, lonely pit, that was washed clean, that has been adopted into the family of the living God and who delights in being a light in a world of shifting shadows and looming darkness. On Tuesday... A neighbor shared that a childhood friend of her college-aged daughter had taken her own life. I don't know this young person's battles, but I do know that the battles are very real. This is the second suicide in our small neighborhood community since the the pandemic began. The other one was about seven houses down on the street from us. In the aftermath of that suicide... Many who lived on our street, we pondered this as we grieved. Words matter. The word we speak to others when angry, frustrated, tired, or in a mood. The words that we repeat in our own heads also matter. This is a truth that we need to consider. If the words in your head are God's words, You're hiding under the shadow of His wing, and you will be safe. But if the words that are a never-ending track in your head are the ugly, hurtful words or lack of words from people you thought loved you, friends, please ask Jesus to help you break that record because that's a lie from the pit of hell. Those words are chains that keep you captive, and only Jesus can free you. I get that it is beyond hard to forgive the hurt. A truth that Jesus died for that person on the cross, yeah, that's sort of hard to take sometimes. When I realized that I kept obsessing about those horrors and that I'd state, I forgive, and I'd put the person's name in there, I was devastated. And when I'd catch myself in the next couple of days, when thoughts overtook me and the hurt, the anger, the rage would just beat me down. One day I realized I didn't even know how to forgive that person. And yet Jesus kept forgiving me. I cried out to Jesus and I confessed I didn't know how to forgive. And I heard this voice, "Hmm, kind gentle, caring voice, say these words to me, but I can. Three words. Jesus took that burden from me. He cut the chains of the pattern. He broke the record. Did I remember the hurt? Yes. But it no longer had the power to hurt me. It no longer had the power to wound me or to toss me into the pit of shame and regret. If you are struggling, or if you know someone who is struggling, please print out Psalm 142. You can go to BibleGateway.com. You can get it in any version, and any language. Psalm 142. Read it. Speak it aloud. Meditate. That means talk to Jesus about what is written in this psalm. Who wrote it? It was David who wrote this. And he wrote this psalm while he was alone in a cave. He was totally alone. He was being hunted by the king who wanted him to die, wanted him dead. And he wasn't even sure who to trust or if anybody even cared. We know from history that God was very much present in David's life. He was present there in that cave with him. He was present with David in the hard times. He was present with David in the good times. And he was present and aware in the times where David flat out followed his own lusts and his own desires. God did not change. God is faithful. God is merciful. And God will not abandon us. We may wander away. We may get lost. But Jesus is always calling us to come to him i would encourage each of us to walk through this day and the days ahead as if they were if it as if it were the last day of your life who really knows it may be and that is a very sobering thought but for me i want to leave a legacy and a memory of kindness and love for those that are left behind, not hurt, not sadness, not regret. As Christmas approaches, it is not about presents that come in boxes or bags or are shoved under a tree. It is not about the stuff that will break or be tossed away at some point. This time, this opportunity is about being in each other's presence, the essence of being fully aware of the person that is before you. You have no ideas what burdens they are carrying in their hearts. Even little children carry hearts and fear in their hearts and in their minds. Many of us carry secret burdens. And truly, you know, it's not about my needs, it's not about my wants. Yes. I do want to be loved. I want to be admired. I want to be appreciated. But I want those I am with to leave my presence feeling as if they were really seen, as if they were able to be real, and if necessary, raw with me. That I love them, and that I accepted them as precious and wonderful. And that, I was so blessed to have spent time together with them. Honestly, only my time with Jesus will prepare me to be a light that warms and encourages that type of exchange. And yes, Jesus is enough when we cling to Him, even if that clinging is only to the hem of His robe, Maranatha. Thank you, Lord. We praise and we worship you for speaking your truth into our life today with your word. We need your help so that we will savor and consider each choice and each decision along life's journey. Because not one of us knows when we will breathe our last breath or pass into whatever eternity that we will inhabit, one of paradise or one of agony that that Jesus spoke of in Luke 16. Jesus said in Matthew, in response to the question, what is the greatest commandment? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself, that is, unselfishly seek the best and higher good for others. As we walk through the moments of today and the days ahead, open our hearts, open our minds to the words that you have pierced our heart, our soul, and mind with this day from these chapters of the Psalms. We know that Jesus counted the cost during his earthly journey because today in Psalm 22, we read words that were penned by David, yet were uttered from the mouth of Jesus as he hung on the cross. This psalm mirrors historical facts of what took place at the cross. And Lord, it's so mind-bogglingly humbling to know that Jesus, the Christ, your promised Messiah, willingly, knowingly, purposefully embraced the horrors that he knew would, he would endure as he became the once-for-all perfect sacrifice for sin. For those who are willing to accept his gift of salvation. Thank you, Father, for sending your son in human flesh as a baby born to two young people who were humble and who were poor. Thank you for the life of Joseph, who protected young baby Jesus as his own child all the days of his life, and of Mary, who accepted your will for her life, although she had to walk so many faith walks along the way. Thank you, Lord, for providing all that we would ever need in order to learn how to share in your internal inheritance. We love you, Lord. We look expectantly forward to where you will lead us. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. So for those who desire to go deeper into God's word, today at the very end of the podcast, We are in the book of Revelation, and we are considering the 15th chapter of Revelation. So, let's continue to pray, friends. I feel a really strong desire to continue to lift up those who are struggling with illness. So many of us are just very, very concerned about all the hype about this new variant, Omicron. Rest, breathe, trust God. He made coronavirus. Yeah, get that. Jesus made it. God made it. He knows about it. He knows exactly what it is. Do you trust Him? Trust Him. Don't run. Don't grab a test. Pray. Ask Him how He would have you walk this out. And friends, yes, there are people that I know who have covid So it's not a joking matter, and I'm not trying to act like it is. However, talk to God. Pray for Him. Help those you know that are struggling with it. Perhaps it is to bring them meals. Perhaps it is to go do their shopping for them. You can serve those. And let's also especially pray. I know that there's somebody named Kara who has had to go to the hospital to seek help for her COVID infection. So let's pray for all of those that we know who are struggling and ask that Jesus will lead them and guide them in how they should walk. Let's also continue to pray for those who are struggling, those who are feeling marginalized, those who are, have thoughts of being abandoned or that nobody cares for them those who are angry or hurt or bitter, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus will be enough to help them to continue to breathe and to not do stupid acts that will harm themselves or harm others. By the way, everybody, I was in Dollar Tree the other day and just looking at the books and I happened to walk past an end cap and there were New Testament Bibles. Yeah. Yeah. New Testament Bibles for $1. I picked up five of them. I don't know where the Lord's going to have me give them, but I have them, so I know that there's a purpose for them. Let's also continue to pray over those who we have been praying for, some of them for very many months, and we continue to pray until the Lord moves. Let's continue to pray for T.C. in Missouri as she presses in to the Lord, seeking His direction on how she is to walk out the path before her and the choices that are before her. Continued prayers for Bam, who is stuck in Thailand. She's away from her children. She has the eight-month-old daughter, Lisa, with her. But her husband and her three-year-old, are in the United States. The three older children are in England with their grandparent. Bam is in Thailand until she gets her visa to come to the United States. And so far, her application has not come across the desk of the U.S. Embassy so that they will schedule her interview. So we are asking, Lord, that you will work this out in your timing and that you will bless this family Continued prayers for Bethany and Parker on their challenging adoption journey, as well as, Lord, that you will provide direction on where they to live and where they are to work. Continued prayers for Laura and her husband in Japan, we are specifically asking that the Lord will continue to send powerful, faithful testimonies from believers about Jesus so this young man will will have a desire to be drawn to Jesus. Continued prayers for Stella's health, her strength and her patience, as well as that the Lord will be very present and very evident in Ralph's continuing healing journey. Continued prayers for our family's future. We are living in daytime buckets We don't know what the middle of January is going to look like, but we do know that the date for having to be in the office has been pushed back two weeks, which is a huge praise you, Jesus. Also, continued prayers for my mom, Judy, and her health struggles. And lastly, let's continue to pray for the Chapman family with their situation, the home in Maui, and where their permanent home will be in their new location. Now, if you would like to connect with PsalmsCast, to share your thoughts, to ask questions, to be added to the prayer list, either on the podcast or privately, or if you would like to request a Bible, our email address is psalmscast at gmail.com. Again, that's PsalmsCast, P-S-A-L-M-S-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. If you prefer to call or to text, the number is in the United States, 470-240-1509. For those outside the United States, you can use WhatsApp, and that number is slightly different. It's 1-470-240-1509. You can also make a connection using social media. PsalmsCast is on Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. And that's it for today. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going Deeper Into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going Deeper Into the Word of God, Revelation chapter 15. As we come into this sobering book of the Bible, a book about what is ahead and those who will live at the time of Jesus' return, it's actually very difficult to read. It is difficult to think about those that I cherished being faced with these types of hardship. Their only hope is the salvation that Jesus offers us. It is so easy, and yet people make it so much harder than what the Bible says. And friends, I only trust those who teach from the Word of God. A question that many ask is, Are we there yet? My personal thought is we, of course, are closer today than we were yesterday. I do have the personal thoughts that perhaps we have entered into judgments, but I honestly am not able to fathom God's timeline because I tend to see life in a very linear fashion. And God is outside time and space. He is not bound to today or to earth like you and I are. God's messengers are angels, and they're not bound by time and space. We do see this in the book of Revelation, and we also see it in the book of Daniel. It can be challenging to figure out in what part of the timeline are we in, in specific parts of this book of the Bible. But no worries, friends. Again, we don't need a divinity degree to figure out what God has for us here in this book of the Bible. We have the Holy Spirit as our teacher, and we can trust Him to unpack it for us. I am going to do a brief update from chapter 11 to current. As we enter chapter 11, all the seal judgments and all the trumpet judgments have happened. The world is drastically different than what we know of it today. In chapter 11, Jesus is given the earth. Remember up till that time, Satan and the fallen angels had their way on this planet. This chapter changes everything with this statement issued from heaven. The kingdom, dominion, and rule of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of His Christ, and He will reign forever and ever. And suddenly there is a paradigm shift in chapter 12 that is a bit perplexing unless you take the time to seek the Lord's help to unpack it. Chapter 13, we're introduced to those who will be in pa- in the power of Satan during this time. And there are two. One is an antichrist who will have world dominion and the other is his spiritual leader. There will be a mark that... All will have to have on their forehead or on their right hand. If you do not have this mark, which is a proof of compliance, you will not be able to function in society. Those who refuse to submit, they will be killed. Chapter 14 heralds an angel flying mid-heaven with the eternal gospel to preach to the inhabitants of the earth, to every nation, every tribe, every language and every people. Everyone will hear what he has to say. The message is simple. Fear God with awe and reverence. Give him glory and honor and praise and worship because the hour of his judgment has come. With all your heart, worship him who created the heavens and the earth, the sea and the springs of water. No one can say they did not know. And then, mm, the reaping begins. Judgment is reaped in this chapter, and blood flows. Oh, it flows. Approximately four and a half feet deep and 180 miles wide. This is a horrific scene. This blood is the blood of those that reject it and have not sought salvation in Jesus. And that is a very sobering thought. So let's continue. And as we do, allow God's words to wash over you, to wash through you. Trust the Holy Spirit to unpack it for you, where you are, in a way that you can understand. Remember, the purpose of this section is not for me to tell you what I think. It is for the Holy Spirit to teach you how to apply God's truth in your life. Revelation chapter 15 A Scene of Heaven Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and wonderful, a warning of terrifying and horrible events, seven angels who had seven plagues, afflictions, calamities, which are the last because of them the wrath of God is finished, that is, it is completely expressed and reaches its zenith. Then I saw something like a sea of or a large expanse of glass mixed with fire. And those who were victorious over the beast and over his image and over the number corresponding to his name are standing on the sea or large expanse of glass, holding harps of God, worshiping him. And they sang the song of Moses, the bondservant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and wonderful and awe-inspiring are your works in judgment." O Lord God, the Almighty, the Omnipotent, the Ruler of all, righteous and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Who will not fear reverently and glorify your name, O Lord, giving you honor and praise and worship? For you alone are holy, for all the nations shall come and worship before you. For your righteous acts, your just decrees and judgments have been revealed and displayed. After these things I looked, and the temple, sanctuary of the tabernacle, of the testimony in heaven was open. And the seven angels, who had seven plagues, afflictions, calamities, came out of the temple, arrayed in linen, pure and gleaming, and wrapped around their chest were golden sashes. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls, full of the wrath and indignation of God who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory and radiance and splendor of God and from His power. And no one was able to enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were finished. I'm really glad that this book is written in this way, that we deal with some troubling stuff here on earth and then we focus back on the heavenlies and what's going on in heaven and that God is in control. God is good all the time and all the time God is good. And yes, the next set of judgments is getting ready to take place. It is the bull judgments.